Hello, everybody, and welcome back to the Matt Manis Wrestling Podcast. I'm your host for tonight, Alo Aaron Lloyd. I'm joined by my best friend, Ek 2 Fly, Eric Trambicki. Talk to me. <laughs> and Josh Prefagina, the first ever BPF episode of the Matt Manis Wrestling Podcast. If you guys, The best prepping friends. <laughs> if you guys are unaware, Pash is in the motherland. I hope he's living his best life. I hope he has his beret on, sipping wine, a cigar, and laid up with a woman with no parents. I hope he's doing it all right now. <laughs> Relax, it's a joke, but I'm dead ass. That's 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 his preference. But anyway, how are you guys doing tonight? Fantastic. Awesome. So yeah, we had a pretty busy weekend of wrestling this week between AEW's Fight for the Fall in, and then we also had the Evolve show in our backyard at the twenty three hundred arena and also Extreme Rules at the Wells Fargo Center this past Sun this past Sunday night. So while, so even though Patch is away, you might notice some different, some things sound a little bit different. For example, when Patch left, he left Fink at home. Ain't that a bitch? But we're gonna, we're gonna, we're gonna work it out. So if you guys haven't been with us before, we have a rating system. When we rate our, our shows, it was a horrible show. It's a jobber. It was a false one in the middle. So slobber knocker. It's a fantastic show. It's a showstopper. So we'll start with the Extreme Rules. What do you guys rate Extreme Rules, and what is your match of the night? So, geez, uh, for Extreme Rules, um, for, for our listeners at home, all three of us were there at the Wells Fargo Center in attendance. And um, to keep gimmick alive, I have always said, um, when I'm at these events live, I'm always biased. I had a great time uh, being there with friends, uh, very enjoyable. I think the I had low expectations for the show, and that's typically when WWE delivers. Uh, I enjoyed the show overall. I thought most matches delivered, especially ones that I didn't think were going to be so good. I'm going to give the show a showstopper since I was there and I had a good time. And I'm going to give the man. It's hard because there was there was some good matches, but I'm going to give it to the the U.S. title for match of the night. So I didn't have as much fun as Eck because most of the show I was sitting alone. <laughs> so. There was a girl behind me who was way into it, and I wanted to turn around and kiss her. She was like, oh, yeah, <laughs> she was into everything. But um, There was somebody oh, next to me that was into everything. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, but um, I'm going to give the show a slobber knocker. I thought it was good, but just for being alone, it was kind of rough to, like, enjoy it as much as, like, if I was sitting with you guys. So, Slobberknocker, and my match of the night was, I think, the Usos. Or, no, Alistair Black and uh, Cesaro. Yeah, that was my match of the night. Eric, you had something? No, I was just going to say, um, just to relate to prep, I've sat in prep seat for a match and a half. Uh, I was next to my best friend for the majority of the show. Let's just say... um, it didn't matter where you sat. There were some rough <laughs> marks in attendance, and uh, we, we heard some crap that could definitely sway you to not enjoy your stay at the Wells Fargo Arena. Uh, I I know I had to leave my seat uh, where I was with Aaron for a while just because whether it was to my left or directly behind me, I was thinking about jumping from one section to you know, a swanton bomb to lower the <laughs> section because I just, I needed to get away from these people. And then I got around prep and 
this middle-aged Mark behind us, he was saying some weird stuff. Oh, my God. When AJ went over in the U.S. title match, he lost it. He <laughs> lost it. Well, but we'll I'll, I'll get to that. Okay, well, we all know that I hate wrestling fans, and I was qu- quickly reminded why I don't like going to shows anymore. Now, Eric took personal offense I don't remember exactly what it said. I know you probably will, but what did he call Alice or Black about CM Punk? Yeah, a knockoff CM Punk. Yeah, okay, that's what he called him. And Eric was already ticked off from that. And then he, on, on top of that, he smelled like ass. So we'll add that to the list of what I have problems with wrestling fans. But I'm going to give it a high slob knocker. But I do think that was WWE's best show they put on all year. Um, despite the bra- Will you say that's better than Mania? Yeah. And I don't even remember if Mania was amazing or anything. I just Mania was just entirely too long. So I'll put that over WrestleMania for that. But the whole Brock stuff, I would have given it a showstopper if it wasn't for that. Because like I was like really pissed off. You loved it. I don't know if it was the, if, if it was that last beer in you or what, but you loved it. <laughs> I hated it. I was so mad. I was pissed off the entire pissed off after that. But I thought like uh Alistair Black and Cesaro had a really good match. I thought the match of my particularly for me, was Braun and Bob. And I know Pash is probably cringing saying that because he doesn't even have the network anymore, so he can't really like, even like look at it that way. But it's perfect that a week's gone by. He's not here, and Bob's in my match of the night. Go ahead, Brett. So my problem with that match, is, as much fun as it was, while I could see it, the section I was sitting in was to the left yeah. of where they were like brawling. Mm-hmm. So... When they got over there, I didn't see a thing. Yeah, because they were directly... Everybody stood up. Yeah, because they were, like, directly under us. So, like, we kind of had, like, to lean forward a bit to see what was going on. But I thought the story was great because the whole time, because going back to a couple weeks ago on Raw, when they went through the went through the stage, it's basically that the ring can't, con- the ring can't control them. So, I like the fact that they instantly went into the lobby, went across the entire arena, and ended up in, like, a new spot in the arena, a new way to end a last-man-standing match. So I really did appreciate that. And I got to say that The Undertaker still has it. <laughs> we'll, we'll get to that a little bit later, but he still has it. He showed off to open the show. But I'm going to give it a high knocker. but I really did think that was the best show WWE's put on all year. Yeah, I definitely don't want to complain about too much because – like, I don't want to be that guy that even when they do good, I cry about it. Like, I don't want to be that guy. I, it was a good show. I'm yeah. just going to say slobber knocker. Yeah. Be- before we, I, th- I guess before we get into each match, uh, the one thing I, I did enjoy the, the Brock thing. Uh, the irony, I do believe we got out of our seats and when we started exiting the arena, I did the, the joking, oh, Brock's the champion and held the, be- the universal title right above the, the trash can. A big part of the reason I popped for it, and I could be wrong, Aaron, you've been to majority of the WWE events I've been to with me. If, if You've probably been to more. I believe that's the first one I went to where I got to see a cash-in live, which I thought was pretty cool. So just for the moment, I appreciated it as it was happening. But I did love the crowd going with the, we won Brock, no we don't. Yeah, I did love that. That was an enjoyable chant. All right, so anything else about you guys' ratings before we move on? Uh, if I had to go chant of the night, uh, excuse my language, Shane's a pussy. <laughs> Favorite chant of the night. All right, so moving on, we're going to start with the, with the Universal Championship. The main event of Extreme Rules was Seth Rollins and Becky Lynch 
defeating Baron Corbin and Lacey Evans. Now, I thought this match exceeded my expectations. I love Seth and Becky's teamwork. Uh, I'm not sure if you guys actually noticed this, but during the build-up to the match, it kind of seemed like Becky wore the pants in the relationship, and she had more edge than Seth, and Seth was, like, reluctant and, like, always the one holding her back. But when Corbin hit Becky with the end of days and Rollins just snapped, I thought that was perfect storytelling because because of what they were doing the past few weeks on Raw. So what were you guys' thoughts on the main event for the both the Universal and Raw Women's Championships? Uh, I enjoy I enjoyed the match. Uh, my favorite spot would be the, the double table spot, outside. Uh, both of them going outside of the ring. Um, Becky and Seth, you know, getting, getting the better of the two through a table spot and, you know, Philly's chanting, we want tables all night. Uh, I did also like that ending just as you, you know, put out there, um, Becky seemed to be the one running the relationship over the past couple of weeks. And then, you know, once she takes a, a little bit of a beating from the end, end of day, Seth goes off. Great storytelling. Yeah. For me. Same as you, I popped so big when they did the frog splash, leg drop combo. Um, and I guess the match the match was a lot of fun. I think Corbin gets way too much flack nowadays. Like, I thought he looked really good against Rollins in this match. The, uh, the deep six, all his spots looked great. The deep six, the end of days on Becky was even better. So, yeah, I thought it was a lot of fun. Yeah, and going back to what Pat was talking about last week about Corbin with the gold chains, I actually saw it in the <laughs> video package. I loved it. <laughs> I loved it myself. Now, post-match, we get the Brock Cash in. Heyman teased it earlier in the night. Now, on Raw Monday night, Seth will win in a battle royal to become the number one contender for the title at SummerSlam. My question to you guys is, do we need this again? Because me personally, I feel like if you want to cash in, I personally felt that it would have been a better idea to cash in on Kofi because he seems to be the more beatable guy. That, that's just my opinion. So do you guys think that we need to see Rollins and Lesnar one more time? Um, I'm fine with it in a couple different ways because I didn't love his WrestleMania victory. Uh, Seth had a cash or Brock had to cash in on someone. And I actually prefer him cashing in on Seth because I think it's believable that Seth can go and beat Brock again, win the belt. I think if he were to cash in on Kofi, we're not going to see Kofi winning the title back. And as much as we all like Roman, I'm happy we're getting a different SummerSlam main event rather than two years in a row, Roman versus Brock at SummerSlam. So I'm completely fine with this. Yeah, out of the 10 people in that match, I could think of seven better matches. And matches I'd rather see than Seth versus Brock again. But there are also worse matches they could make, so I it's fine. Who did you guys want to see win? I wanted to see Big E win. I wanna see Big E. I, I loved him and Strowman with their little spot, but I knew they weren't gonna do that just after putting the SmackDown tag title on him the night prior. Yeah, it's just my my so, I, Go ahead, Eric. I would have loved, you know, I would have loved Sami Zayn to do it. Um, I would have loved Cesaro. You know, some of those dream matches that we haven't seen Brock in the ring go one on one with, I would have loved them, but it wouldn't have happened. I'm happy it wasn't Roman. I'm happy it wasn't Strowman. 
you know, there's only a few people, like a, a small number, um, preps leaving there that he would not have not liked to see. So there is, um, there is definitely some that would have been way worse than Seth. I just think it is, it's better to see Brock in that universal title picture than, than the WWE title. Yeah. Now, now I miss the battle Royal live. I, I ended up falling asleep and I could have sworn I woke up to a, a message from Eric with the war with the, um, the double win in the Royal rumble one year in a, in a yeah. group text. So I, I thought that, that's how the match ended, but it wasn't how it ended. That was my prediction. Okay, okay. So I didn't look at the timestamp, but that's what I thought actually happened. Because I, me personally, if you got, if you want to have Seth in there, I would, th- I would like to see the triple threat that we never got. Co- that was Russell at Russell and the WrestleMania 31 with Roman and Rollins and Brock, which I thought would be a little bit different. It, and it would be different to be an actual full match. Yeah, I wouldn't have hated that. I would have preferred that to happen than if it, and you know, not to keep burying Roman or anything. I would have preferred we got that triple threat than Roman versus Brock four. Yeah, I agree because I don't want I don't want to see Roman versus Brock again. It's it's tired, and after what happened at WrestleMania last year in New Orleans, I'm completely I'm completely done with that and the whole Saudi Arabia thing a few weeks later. Now. Fast forward, going to the WWE Championship, seeing Kofi Kingston defeated Samoa Joe to retain the title. Now, I thought the match was fine, but I always get disappointed when I see Joe in the main event and he loses because it ultimately amounts to nothing for me. What are you guys' thoughts on Kofi versus Joe from this Sunday? A little anticlimactic. Um, but again, something I've been saying over the past couple weeks, if not a couple months, um, I just think this keeps making Kofi look great. I mean, it this sucks for Joe. This isn't good for his credibility, but this is great for Kofi's reign. And then it's just it's another whole body to say like he defeated this guy, he defeated this guy, he defeated this guy, he defeated this guy, he defeated that guy during his WWE title reign, which to be negative on our WrestleMania preview show. We were all thinking, you know, he's going to win the title and seven, eight, two days later, he's going to be losing that thing. And now we're looking three, four months later, he's still the champ. Yeah, probably with a lot of time to go, too. I ain't mad at it. Yeah, Yeah, so the match... Go ahead, Brett. Sorry, so the... The match with Joe, you know, I love Samoa Joe and seeing him lose kind of kills me. But... He couldn't have lost to a better guy right now because it wasn't really the time to take the title off of Kofi. And he just, like, was an afterthought in that raw spot with uh, Finn. So I don't know what they're going to do with him. Yeah, now, before we move on, because we're going to get to it shortly, when do you think would be the perfect time to take the belt off of Kofi? Because it's not much going on right now, and I don't know when there is going to be anything good going on and anybody who seems like they, they deserve it. Like, when do you think would be the perfect time to get the title off of Kofi? Uh, I hate to say it, like, I don't know what they're what storyline we're going to get for SummerSlam, so I don't think SummerSlam is going to be the right time. I don't want to think a B-level show is going to do it. I, I think it's going to be one of two things, unless the run gets really, really long. Uh, I think the immediate future, if you're looking to take the belt off him, is going to be either one, Survivor Series, or two, 
we get the third year in a row where the title changes hand or the build-up to Survivor Series. That, those are the only things I can think of. I guess I, they could they could do like right after SummerSlam, but um, who who's going to be the next thing? You know what I mean? Our everybody's dream is for him to be versus Big E right now, but I don't even see how they get there. Yeah, neither do I. Since they just won tag titles, now we're, we're kind of going to we're going we're going to kind of look forward a little bit to see what they might Kofi might be getting into a SummerSlam. So on SmackDown. Elias, Randy Orton, and Samoa Joe come out vying for their vying for a chance to get the WWE title. That ends up into a six-man tag where Randy Orton defeats Kofi Kingston with an RKO. So, let's just say that Orton is the SummerSlam match. Me part now. Patch once again. Patch isn't here, so there's nobody's gonna be like, I hate Randy Orton here. So, me personally, I feel that if they dive deep enough. That match can be actually be really, really good because of the, because like if you di- if you dive deep into their past, because if you remember when Kofi's first big push came in two thousand and nine, it kind of got der- derailed because of Randy because Re- of Randy Orton and with the whole stupid, stupid thing, and that was Kofi's biggest push to date before he ended up winning t- the title of WrestleMania. Now, yeah. how do you guys feel about a Randy and then, Orton? Didn't he go Kofi over thing? again? Yeah, I think didn't they have like another feud like a couple uh, years after that? Too? I don't recall, but. When Kofi beat Randy in that elimination match at Survivor Series, that was his biggest win to date. Yeah, because yeah, I know I wasn't watching then, and I remember there being like a time period where like Triple H was trying to get in Orton's head, and he's like, "You just lost to Kofi Kingston last week, or something like that." But I, I think this could be great. I, you know, to dwell back to what we were just talking about with the Battle Royal for two seconds. I mean. Again, passes in here, and we talk about matches we wouldn't want to see Brock against. That stare down between Brock and Orin. I was kind of like, all right, I want Seth to win this match, but Orin and Brock, I think I would have time for again. Um, Orin and Kofi, I think they'll, you know, Orin is a fan of Kofi. He appreciates his work. I think it would, they, we could get a really good match out of them, and I think Orin would be happy to put him over. Yeah, that's that's the clear direction. Keep feeding people who have credibility to Kofi right now. So I'm I'm for it. And and it's not like they're they have bad matches. They have good matches. So yeah, and my thing with Randy Orton has always been like you can tell he's invested and interested in something. And we're not going to like especially like now Randy Orton, even though he's not on TV as much anymore. A lot, of, like a lot of his promo work and Mike and on the mic, he's been really good when he's actually been on TV. If anybody can remember the AJ stuff, I thought that a lot of the AJ stuff was great. And, act, and like I say, if they actually like dive deep into him and Kofi's history, they can actually get something out of it. Now, we're moving on to something that's been important for the last twenty something years: Shane McMahon. So, so Shane McMahon. At Extreme Rules, he was defeated. Shane McMahon and Drew Galloway, they were defeated by Roman Reigns and The Undertaker. Like I said, The Undertaker looked fantastic. He got that that taste of that build match out of everyone's mouth. So on SmackDown, they have the this summit. <laughs> summit for everybody to say their grievances, what they have, their problems with Shane. You had Liv Morgan um, 
speak up for herself against Charlotte, and Charlotte would end up defeating Liv Morgan, which I thought was a pretty fun match. You also had Buddy Murphy speaking up, but he was speaking up for Shane against Kevin Owens. Uh, Paula Cruz spoke up. A lot of the people that Kevin Owens brought up, they, they ended up speaking. What were your guys on this summit that Shane McMahon held for the SmackDown roster? Uh, I didn't want to go first, but I hate to say it. I actually didn't get to see any of SmackDown except a little bit of highlights on social media. I heard from what I read, it was kind of a lackluster State of the Union thing. I kind of caught the end of it where Cesaro came out, and I was like, you know what? I'll rewatch this uh, on a replay and hopefully something good. So I'm going to let Prep run with this. Uh, then I hate these town hall things. <laughs> so, so I'm the wrong person to ask. Uh, there was a funny line where, you know, the thing's not even going too well. And at the end, Shane's like, all right, this is great. <laughs> so, so I thought that was funny. But besides that, I don't think anything really came out of it. All that town hall thing was was to build the matches for the night. Yeah, yeah, I thought it was like lesser too. I, I like the fact that Liv Morgan actually spoke up for herself because uh, she hasn't been on TV since the whole shakeup and she was sent to SmackDown. Apollo, he's been on SmackDown here and there, but Liv was the only one that – Liv and Buddy Murphy were the only ones that, like, had a, a reason to speak up. Go ahead, Eric. Well, yes, that's what I was going to ask. Did she say anything? Like, what was, like, her verbiage? Did she say something like, hey, you know, I've – been on SmackDown for X amount of weeks and I haven't had a match or was um, it anything? Oh. Yeah, well, Charlotte spoke first and then she uh, she was like talking to Shane how because Roman Reigns spoke up first. Then Charlotte said Roman was being rude. Then Liv said, excuse me. And then Charlotte was like, do you even work here? And she's like, and Liv said to Charlotte, is there anything real about you at all? And then that, that led to their match and Charlotte ended up be- beating Liv Morgan. Yeah, Liv Morgan doesn't need to be beaten. Times. No, she doesn't. And and she But actually, it was good to see her on uh on the show. Yeah, and, and was she, it was it a match entertainer or was it a squash? Good prep. It was it was decent. I mean she beat her like like she should. Yeah, and so. then, and then post match Liv Liv even took a commentary headset and said, I'll be back because she wasn't ready for Charlotte and she acknowledged that. So who knows when next time we see Liv Morgan Liv Morgan, but we have to assume that there'll be like a, a nice character change for her. Now, the one thing I know we're all excited about, Bray Wyatt. Now, oh, yeah. I'll, Yowie, wowie. I'll, let you, I'll let you guys take this first. What were your thoughts on Bray Wyatt appearing and taking out Finn Balor? I guess I picked the right week to watch Raw live again because uh, seeing that live was something that I, I would have been upset if it would have got spoiled for me. But, I, dude... When the music was hitting, like, or whatever it's called, like the, you know, the lights flickering and all the sounds, I was like, who is, like, who's coming? I didn't, the last person, for some reason, I thought of anybody in NXT, the last person I thought was Bray Wyatt, and it was perfect. Eric? So, I I was watching Raw Live. Um, I I figured since Balor seemed to be, getting, you know, segued out of that intercontinental title picture, which there's usually never a picture around it. Uh, I figured it was Ray Wyatt. I figured it was the Fiend character right away. Um, 
I enjoyed it. I, I thought the way they played it up was good, you know, with the effects and, and the way he, he showed up. Um, I, I figured it was him right away. I, there, there's an obvious complaint, and I know Prep has it, so I'm going to let him say it. Yeah, I mean, we even have a question about it where uh, – or not a question. Elite Collector said the same thing, uh, Jay Vargas, where my only problem with the segment was his finisher. I kind of wanted him to divorce himself from that and, you know, come with something new. Now, whether The Fiend does that and then Bray does something else, I guess we'll see. But that's my only real complaint was I wanted to see something new from him. Yeah, I don't, I don't blame. I don't, I'm not going to knock you guys for that because I, I don't blame you to like leave, kind of leave that in the past. But I thought the presentation of it was great. Like you guys talked about the lighting. I thought the lighting job was fantastic. The camera zooming in to the mask, I thought was amazing. Like the entire segment was quick, but they keep they even kept referring back to it throughout the night. Like, they were, like, in shock of it. I thought the whole thing was great. And I know we talked about this in our group text about the reports of saying Balor taking time off after SummerSlam. And kind of this is kind of a perfect way for, for, for The Fiend to debut because let's assume we're going to get The Fiend versus The Demon. And I think that's, like, a good, like, that's, like, a good, like, matchup and especially a great visual for, like, these two um, – What's the word I'm looking for? These two different types of characters going at it. Yeah, I get what you're saying. Definitely. It, it, it's great. I think that's something huge because if I'm correct, the demon still hasn't taken a loss. Yeah, on the main roster, it's, hasn't taken a loss. So, you know, if you have uh, the fiend have his first match versus um, the demon, it's the demon's first loss, and then you don't see him for a few months, it makes – it, it, you guys said it great on a great episode of the podcast last week, by the way. Um, it's great with these guys taking breaks and you don't see them for, you know, two, three, maybe four months. And especially when they've been getting jobbed out or their character stale. And then you forget about all the negative about their characters. So like where Ballard just had like one of the most worst IC title reigns over the past eight years. Like that's a bad taste in your mouth in your mouth right now. So you get something refreshed and you get him seen as a demon. He loses if that's the way it goes. And then you don't see him. till maybe December or the rumble, you'll love him again right now. I ain't got no love for him. Yeah. They need to just, uh, he, he could really use the time off. Like if anybody on that rock and even that, the, uh, intercont- the new Intercontinental Champion, I, d- I don't think we're going to talk too much about him anyway, but Shinsuke, I think him and Balor could really use some time away and just come back and be refreshed. Yeah, And might I say, we've come a long way to be excited for this. Remember remember Demon versus Sister Abigail we were supposed to get what we didn't get? So we've yeah, come a long true. way to, to be yeah. excited about this. Now, yeah, that's probably that's probably why they did it. They're like, man, we got to make up for something that could have been great. Yeah, and like and like we said, like there's so like versus the great pumpkin. <laughs> yes. So like a, a lot of times we always say like there's so much going on. It, the world moves too fast to care. Like I forgot all about that because it was so bad. But now we, we but now we're gonna have this in its place. I think this will actually be really good because the demon, like I said, the demon has been undefeated on the main roster, and this the fiend is making his debut. So I think this will be like really fun to watch. Now, 
I believe it was Prep who said this was his match of the night. AJ Styles defeats Ricochet for the United States title. Was it Eric who said that? Your best friend, but it's okay. easy to mix this up. Yes, it is. BPF. But anyway, I thought the match was really good. I think that you guys have amazing chemistry. The club actually paid dividends for once and didn't look stupid. And your guys' thoughts on this match? I enjoyed the match. Um, it was different because I wasn't watching it from my, my normal seat the majority of the night. I watched it from uh, basically Prep's point of view. And again, I had a huge AJ Styles mark behind me. I, I wasn't on the, the preview show for Extreme Rules, but my prediction was Ricochet winning. And that's not what we got. Uh, we got AJ Styles winning, and I was surprised. And a year, two year younger Act Two Fly one setter on this show. If you surprise me, I like it. So I didn't see it coming, so I liked it. Good match, different result than predicted. I'm a fan. Yeah, you're a better man than me. Uh, I wanted them to keep it on Ricochet for a little bit. Me too. I did. I did want that, but I mean, you can't be mad at who it went to. I guess. Yeah, that's true. I mean, I could be like the guy behind me and only wanted to be with him. <laughs> but, yeah, but, but the match was good. Not great. I think I still think the Alistair match was better, but it was good. Yeah, I think this actually will be a thing for a while because they went back to it on Raw, and I'm not sure if we're gonna get a rematch for the title or end up getting a six man at SummerSlam. Because SummerSlam is actually a few weeks earlier than what it usually is. So I'm not sure what, what we're going to get, what, what we're going to get, but I do believe that AJ and Ricochet, they're going to have some great matches coming up. Transition to the women's division, the Raw Women's Championship. Natty won the Fatal 4 Elimination match to become the number one contender at SummerSlam. Now, I was shocked Natty won, but what were you guys' thoughts on the post-match interaction? I wasn't expecting Natty to be that aggressive as she was. And I think... Also, going back to the Kofi and Randy thing, I think these two could, could actually have a, a real nice buildup because they actually have history together. Like, what do you guys think? I enjoyed it. The beginning of it seemed pretty whack to me. But when they got a little bit in each other's face, it, I got a little more excited for it. Yeah, the promo afterwards was good, as I just said. But I didn't. I mean, I guess I, could, I should have saw it coming a mile away. They're going to Canada. They're going to want Natty to be on that show. So I, it's, a, it's something. Yeah, it's I, something different. Yeah, I didn't. I was, I, I was expecting a Sasha return because the reports saying she was advertised for Raw this past Monday night, but she wasn't there. But I don't have a problem with Natty because Natty, like you said, guys said, it was in Canada, but at the same time, Natty doesn't get many one-on-one opportunities for the women's title. And it's something different. I don't think Becky and Natty have actually gone at it in, in real storyline. So I think this would be like a real nice build-up for the next few weeks. Now, on SmackDown, which I'm really excited about, so Bailey defeated Nikki Cross and Alexa Bliss in a handicap match to retain the SmackDown women's title. Bailey ended up teaming with Ember Moon to defeat Mandy Rose and, and Sonya Deville. And after the match... Bailey awards Ember Moon a championship match at SummerSlam. Now, we've all been high on Ember Moon since she's been up on the main roster since last year. Now, I believe this is also her first opportunity one-on-one. Do you guys think this is the time that Ember Moon gets her championship? I don't. I think this is just another match for Bailey to have. 
Uh, my just to look past it, I think that they'll probably do Sasha Bailey, just because they need. If Sasha's going to come back, it has to be something that she wants to do. You know, she's not going to come back and be running around with R Truth for the twenty four seven title. She's going to want to be in the title picture. She's going to want to be pushed. But uh, Ember Moon, I think this is just to give Bailey another really good performance. Um, yeah, you know, I, I know everyone's not hiring Bailey's titles run, and they never really put a good focus on both women's titles at the same time. Uh, I wouldn't be surprised if Ember Moon wins, um, but I do like Preps thinking. I, I think it's. You know, put another notch on Bailey's belt of defensive, and I do want to see Bailey have a good, lengthy run. So I'm not rooting for her to lose it to anyone at the moment. Yeah, because at, at that point, by the time someone stands, it'll be like a, it'll be a three month run for for Bailey. But 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 I remember a year a year ago, Ember Moon came up. We all wanted Ember Moon to be in title contention because she had she was killing it on Raw for weeks. Before she yeah, had, before unfortunately she got, she got hurt. Yeah, but her her run thus far, I mean, all her matches are really good on Raw. So, whatever. Her stuff before she was hurt, when she was clearly a babyface, was really good. I guess the one thing we're kind of skipping over, and I know you know WWE doesn't really they claim they don't believe in good guys and bad guys, but it seems like what we would be getting for SummerSlam is going to be two face versus face women's championship matches. Does that not run through anyone's mind? Um, I didn't, I didn't think about that, but I don't mind it because like Natty could easily become off as a heel. Becky is already kind of heelish as it is. Bailey and Ember. I don't mind that face versus face dynamic. Cause, cause like, yeah. I think that, I think those two will work perfectly together. So I don't actually mind it at all. I think the exhibition of the match will be great on both counts. I guess the way I look at it, if you have someone as lovable as Bailey lose her women's championship, it's got to be to a witch. It's got to be to someone evil. It's got to be someone hateable. And I don't see Ember Moon being that person. Yeah, but see, this is this is the one reason I think Ember Moon's going to win. There's nobody, even though there's this dumb wild card rule that they're still throwing around out there. There's no one that I could buy actually beating Bailey, even though it's a written TV show. I think Ember Moon should actually beat Bailey. That's just me. Point. Well, point. I, I think it's another good. I, I don't know. I think when I when I think of the women's division or in SmackDown, I think um, my girl Mandy Rose is a perfect person to beat her. She's been a heel basically her whole run. And they're, yeah, they're two Mandy different Rose girls. Could go either way. Like she could lose or win, and she'll sell both of them. Fantastic. Mm. Who would you say would do that prep? Mandy Rose. Like she could lose and win, or win, and either way, she comes out looking like a beast because she's that good. Yeah, if Mandy Rose sneaks into this match somehow, some way, I'm not sure who would actually win. And the interesting thing is, Mandy and Sonya have had that stuff going on with Ember Moon backstage for weeks and there's really been no payoff to that unless they're doing a main event well they had that tag team match and now this past week on smackdown that was supposed oh, okay that might have, that may have been the payoff because it looks like bailey well ember's moving right on to bailey 
Who is Ember's partner? Bailey? Yeah. It, it, it oh, was okay. um, her surprise partner. Now, on to the most important title in WWE, the 24-7 championship, because that is fantastic. Yeah, and, big vibe. And I'm taking all credit for what they did on Raw Monday night. Because I, I booked this to a T just about. Because the fact that like Drake Maverick hands the bellhop all this money, and in truth, tries to gather information and gives him a dollar. Which <laughs> I was dying at that. Now, I personally wanted Truth to end up in bed with them and, and beat Drake Maverick that way, but I'll take this. And my favorite line of Monday night was, you're no longer constipated. After he won the title, <laughs> he said, you're not constipated no more. When he left, yeah, line, he, but that was fun. You know, he's always wild with a line. And and then on SmackDown, Carmella... Carmella finds him in a, I believe it was a, was it a, a washing machine or a meat locker? What was he hiding in prep? I think it was a washing machine. It was a washing machine or washing machine or a meat locker. And she says, "Truth, let's go to Comic Con." He says, "I'm not a con." <laughs> <laughs> he said he did his time. <laughs> Yo, that's this is. I can't wait to see that footage of him running around Comic Con. I really hope. What I really want, I don't know if you guys remember a few years back, DDT had that, uh, there was like a 24-7 style title. It was called like the Heavy Metal or something. Joey Ryan kind of made it famous for these clips on Instagram that like, yo, a dog won one time. Like, I wonder if they're going to do stuff like that with the 24-7 title where like the Godfather's ho is going to win again or something like that. Yeah, uh, I think the first thing they're gonna do it will be a, like a, a woman. I could see I could see a woman winning it. Uh, I could see Carmella, you know, who you know was the first person eliminating out of the uh, Raw Fatal Four Way match. I could see her winning the title. She she being the first woman. She turns on truth. Yeah, I, I wouldn't mind that at all. You know, that, that that that's the fun element of it. Like even like a kid winning, I think will be fun, but. That title is the best thing in WWE still to this day. Now, a few quick hits. You guys talked about Alistair Black beating Cesaro on both Extreme Rules and on SmackDown this past week. Now, now Prep, how great was that kick on SmackDown? Oh, dude. <laughs> the the mouthpiece yes. falling out? Oh, this is so good. Heck, if you see anything, you Just have watch, to see the finish of that match. It's probably a gift by now. To which one? Alistair oh, Black Alistair versus Cesaro. That was a big thing. I wanted to replay. Honestly, I would have watched it before to, uh, the recording of the show. I can't find my remote. It's, pro- it's probably a gift. It's on, it's on a YouTube page. Fantastic. That kick was excellent. Also, Wait, who goes over? Alistair Black. Black. Uh, Black. Yeah. yeah. Barry yeah. Cesaro. <laughs> also, the Revival. They retained the Raw Tag Titles against the Usos. Uh, we, all, we already talked about Nakamura winning the IC title. They're teasing him versus Ali, which I'm all in for because I'm not sure if you guys have seen those vignettes that they put put out on Ali the last few weeks of him like being like the hero and stuff and his him working as a police officer. I thought all that stuff's been great, so I'm all in for this. Go ahead, Frank. John Pollock said the best thing about that. Like the build up to the I don't know if you guys even remember this, but hardcore wrestling fans will remember this. The best thing for Nakamura to do is to go up to Ali and just say, Ali Bomaye, and walk <laughs> away. Oh, that'll, that'll, I, be, that'll be interesting. I, I know that the finisher changed names, but I just want to hear that. <laughs> All right. Now, 
for something else that happened this past weekend, AEW Fight for the Fallen. Now, I have I watched the marquee matches that that the headlining matches. So, what are you guys' thoughts on AEW's Fight for the Fallen? I'll be honest. I sadly I, I saw some clips, some highlights. I saw being the elite to show the behind the scenes, and I watched just the main event. Uh, the main event I thought delivered for what you get from a, a tag match, and then you get you know the camaraderie of these guys after the match. Uh, I thought it was really good. Uh, I do plan on watching the the show in depth, um, but for the main event of you know the Rhodes brothers versus the Jackson brothers, uh, I enjoyed it. Um, all right, so the show was good, but if I have to see these guys pat each other on the back. Every end of the show, <laughs> I'm going to lose it. That, like, I understand that this show needed that after-show promo because they were given the check away. But, like, if they pull up in, Sh- in Schaumburg again and just, like, we are pro wrestling, you can't do this, you can't. Like, I'm so sick of that already. And, like, stop bringing up WWE. Like, who cares? There were a million indie shows Saturday night, and because the WWE had a show on the network, which anybody could have watched at any time, like, they had to bitch about it. Like, I'm tired of that already. (laughs) Just go out, put on your great shows, you know, because the shows are going to be fun either way, and that's it. Just stay to yourself. I'm sick of it. You don't hear WWE talking about Young Bucks and, like, Cody. You know, they don't have a Stardust coming out. (laughs) <laughs> I don't have the star that's coming out now. But what did you like, Prep? Well, I'm gonna put it that way. What did I like from that show? Uh, Kenny and Shima was a lot of fun. Shima, like his first two matches, you know, he had the six man, and then he had the match with Christopher Daniels. This was clearly the the best match that Shima has had so far, and I like. I think the Young Bucks match was a little too long. I might be like too WWE'd up where tag matches should be like 15 minutes for me. And that match was like 35 minutes. Could you imagine watching a tag match that is one fall for 35 minutes? Yeah, I thought it dragged a lot because I found myself like doing something, doing other stuff while it was on. I just thought it, like, it took forever. Yeah, that. but that was my match. And... Again, how great is MJF? Fantastic. Now he he didn't have any shine and microphone things parts, but when he did the cartwheel with the ten to to tie to Sean Spears, I I died when I saw that. And Sean Spears comes off really good on this uh, this program as well. He really did. I I was I was surprised. He really did. Yeah, it seems like they got they got him as like the one of the biggest heels in the company at the moment. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. he wanted to be Act 2 Flash so bad. <laughs> yeah, he didn't come out to, like, anything, like, resemblance of his WWE character or anything. What was but it his shirt does say Perfect 10. Per- but yeah, Perfection. 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 But it is a 10. But other than that, it's like in-ring, work, in-ring style, not the same as the WWE, not carrying himself the same way. Now... For me, pers- for me, well, on commentary, well, the arena was outside, and I thought commentary did a, they did something nice. That I enjoyed where they kind of like 
implemented the weather and with the town's fatigue. I thought I thought that was a nice touch. Um, now I know she's not good in the ring, but I loved Brandy Rhodes and Allie's match because if you watch the Road to Fight for the Fall, you would see Brandy's story of her figure skating and how she always came up short when she needed to deliver and. A lot of people, that's relatable to a lot of people, especially growing up as a kid, when, you know, you'll, you'll be great in practice, but then when, it's, when the lights come on, you're not as great. And, and I thought it was hysterical how she was, she shook Allie's hand, and then out comes Awesome Kong. I thought that was fantastic. Even though the match wasn't that great, I thought it told a fantastic story. And uh, I love how Marco Stunt is now with Jungle Boy and Luchasaurus. I thought Hangman and Kip Sabian, I thought the story with Hangman's leg still being a problem from double or nothing to now when they're actually playing it off into all out. And then with Jericho's post-match attack, I thought that was really good. So they're actually building towards that. And I'm aware that the Lucha Brothers challenged the Young Bucks to a ladder match at all out for the AAA tag titles. So you're going to get that. And Jericho, Jericho must listen to the show and be a pass mark because he referred, he referred to Jacksonville as the white trash Riviera. So he's listening, and he loves he loves himself some Pash. So any other thoughts about uh, Fight for the Fallen, guys? Or Sad, I wish I had a little more to say on it. Um, I guess just one question for you guys, especially since you guys saw a little more than me. What did you guys think of the venue? I thought it was dope. Like, I remember, like, if you go to, to an NXT show that's at the Tower Theater, you're like, oh, this looks terrible. Like, this is like if the Tower Theater actually looked cool. I hear you. I've only been to Tower Theater. Well, I never mind. I have been there twice for NXT. So. <laughs> yeah, no, I, I enjoyed it there. It, it's definitely different. It's different than the, the traditional venue. I, I liked it. It reminded uh, you of Nitro, for sure. Yeah, I, I was going to say that. Southern vibes. Yeah, I was going to say, like, that's the one one of the things I liked about WCW, how the venue would change, and sometimes they would be outside at the beach or at a pit or something like that. I did always enjoy that stuff about WCW because of different scenery and instead of seeing the same, the same old arena every week. I did enjoy that. Now, anything else about AEW guys about all out or anything else before we move on? I guess it's a given. I just didn't know this for sure, but the ladder match is for the titles for sure. The triple A tag. Titles. Okay. Mm-hmm. They said, they said it right. Because um, the Lucha Relay challenged him after they beat SCU. So they challenged him after that match. Cool. Yeah, I've seen the promo. I just wasn't sure because I didn't overhear them mention the titles. But... Yeah, because they, they didn't come out with the titles. So I, I, I wasn't sure either. But then commentary, they said, yeah, it's going to be for the AAA tag titles. Cool, cool, cool. Right. I was uh, hoping it wasn't, like, it wasn't like a WWE ladder match where it's just, hey, there's a bunch of ladders around the ring. Yeah. Let's, let's have a match. Did you, you watch the whole show, right? Just, just about, yeah. I, I skimmed through the, um, the filler stuff. Yeah. Um, this is so random, but don't you think that, like, some of these original guys, like, they can't all be baby faces? As far as who, like, Jungle Boy and stuff? No, like, like SCU. Oh, them. All of the elite. Like, one of them has to, like, switch it up. Yeah, well, this they're not on TV yet, so we gotta give it some time because you can't really turn heel and not really be on TV unless you do it at one of these pay-per-views. But I think when the, when they start TV, then you'll see guys turn heel. Because to, to everybody, those guys are faces. Like, to, the, like to, to us, like, they're our saviors, you know? <laughs> so 
That's, it that, sounds like Jungle Boy and Luchasaurus and Marco Stunt are going to be heels anyway. Really? Yeah, well, Marco Stunt doing that uh, that running. Because, like, I, I love those three together. I think, like, I'm looking forward to see what they do. Because Jungle Boy is, like, one of my favorite wrestlers now. Because, <laughs> yeah. like, they even deemed them as a boy, a boy, and their dinosaur, which I thought was funny. Now... On to something that's currently going on. It's, well, it's actually a preview night. So San Diego Comic-Con 2019 is happening tonight, I believe, until the end of the weekend. And we've got a few early reveals. And prep, you will appreciate this, but I am H-A-R-D. <laughs> <laughs> we finally got our Attitude Era homage slash dad with the gray, with the gray vest. There's no, there's no too sweet, uh, removable hands. But we finally got an an official Attitude Era 1999-2000 Triple H coming. I cannot wait. I don't know. Is what that an Ultimate Edition? Yes, it is. Yes. I I cannot wait. I don't give a damn about Balor. I got my I got my homage, my Attitude Era homage. I'm excited for that. And we also have Ultimate Edition Balor that's got revealed. And they just also revealed the Ghostbuster figures. Uh, Prep wants Prep needs the Undertaker apparently, <laughs> according. Um, Yo, what's not to like about that Undertaker? That's crazy. That reminds me of like when you go to get like a like a blind bag of these like say power slammers or something. They always have that one that's like translucent or uh, like the translucent Funko Pop of John Cena. <laughs> that all- thing is. Liar. We also, Y'all better get it because you know it's going to resell. We, we also have our early 90s Vince. Well, an announcer Vince. We have that coming. Build a figure vibe or what are we thinking? Uh, I'm not sure. It doesn't say. They just have the picture. I don't know if you guys could see it. Actually, I just seen it. That is very good. Yeah, we also. I will, oh, uh, I don't know if that'll be it. But there is a Mr. McMahon Elite schedule to come out soon. Yes, there is. I hope that's not it, though, because I would love a modern Vince. Um, I think this. Go ahead, bro. I think this is it. Yeah. Yeah, and um, they all... Even those basics that they just showed are fine. Oh, wow, Drake Maverick. Yeah, they just just also released the the Core Series 100 basics, Undertaker, Stone Cold, Cena, Michaels. That Michaels, that attire is great. I was just going to say that. And this face scan. Yeah, I'm going to need that face scan to swap with the ringside exclusive. DX. Wait, I'm not sure if that Maverick is. Them? Are you talking about the Maverick walking down the stage? No, there's a Maverick in a showcase. He's a he's an AOP attire. Oh, oh, okay, okay. I'm seeing a custom one, the one where you sent sent the the Vince. Okay, no, no, I'm I'm sent. I'll send it to you now. Yeah, he has the AOP attire, but AOP is a basic. I'm not sure what this drink Maverick's going to be, but the AOP is a basics. Uh, judging by the arms, it looks like it's a basic as well. Okay. All right. And we don't have much right now, but who knows? By the time we finish this show, we'll have some more. But what do you guys hope to see this? You guys are crazy. The Undertaker has a translucent green, neon green winged eagle. We definitely need that figure. (laughs) We need this figure. Uh, that, uh, so, I don't need it. It's nice. I don't got to pay for it. Oh yeah. And Pratt, what are these, Pratt? 
prep. What are these? Are these uh, Hasbro's retros? Uh, probably like I'm gonna say they're gonna do like an AWA style figure, like Remco's. Uh, we also we finally we just got revealed the uh, the Billy Kay and Peyton Royce battle pack. Oh, the Usos face scan so good. Yeah, that's the same one from their last elites. Uh, new new damn Brian. That Peyton Royce is okay. It's not bad, but I just wish we, I just wish they weren't basics. But, I wish we got those NXT Billy Kay and Peyton Royce from how long ago that we needed. It, they, that got scratched. So did that Survivor mm. Series Heritage Pack got scratched as well. So um, let's get let's go um, let's keep let's get the list of the questions and and as we go, I'm sure new stuff will come out. So we have a few list of questions. Prep already hit on the elite collectors about changing Sister Abigail, but we have a question from. Batman Talking Podcast. He asks, what is the greatest wrestling move of all time? Can I take that first? Go ahead. Uh, oh, we may all agree, uh, but I'm going to say without a doubt, the greatest wrestling move of all time is the Stone Cold Stunner. <laughs> you can do it to anyone. It's effective. The, the greatest wrestler of all time did it, and the greatest wrestler of our, our era right now, potentially, is doing it as his finisher. It's the, it's the Stunner. The tombstone pile driver. This, this, just, this, just to be different. This is all shtick. The pedigree. <laughs> Paying homage. Also, what okay. about non-stick? Non-stick. Uh, oof. Um, I'll probably say the stunner. It's the most iconic. You're the most iconic. Stop it. All right, now we got a question from Kevin Fenty. He asked, "Hope." Well, he says first, "Hope Ron is enjoying his vacation." The question for this week is, "What are the things you guys would change about the current product and perspective and the perception of wrestling as a whole, not just WWE?" Um, I'm going to answer that backwards. I'm going to say to change the perception, um, I would be a little more gritty. I would be a little more attitude esque. Um, I would do that stuff to do what we're seeing all in the sheets. Um, I would try to get that last fan slash the younger fan. Um, guys, how many, I'm sure we could all rattle off easily five friends. We know it could be different. We got all got five friends that have watched wrestling before, but do not watch. And what WWE does, you're embarrassed to show them because they're not going to like it. Uh, I think if you do that edgier, grittier stuff that we saw when we were kids, it would line them up as fans, and that's what I would do to get more fans, get more people into it, have it be better, make me enjoy it more. That is all. <laughs> uh, as far as changing the perception of wrestling – as a whole and not just WWE, I think uh, professional wrestling has to go through a period. Like, I think now's the perfect time where it's not just WWE. Like, it's been not just WWE for a while, but the fact that there's so much other product on TV now, I think that uh, people finding other stuff and wrestling not just being WWE is the best way to change perception. 
Like, we need more wrestling fans and not just WWE fans. Yeah, I, yeah, but I agree with I agree with that's how you change the perception. But another thing I would do is because we always talk about how I always talk about how I watch wrestling. It's, a, it's mainly a TV show, and the wrestling comes second. Just like tell proper storytelling, you know, like try to make a personal connection. And I talked about in my well, my thoughts about the uh, Brandy versus Allie match. How Brandy kind of like she like told her story and. A lot of people can relate to that. Like, make wrestling relatable. Like, even the Attitude Era. Like, Stone Cold, he was relatable. DX was relatable. These characters were relate- relatable to the people watching. I-, I think that that's missing a lot now. Because nobody can relate to a lot of these guys because a lot of times we- nobody knows what these-, these guys are about. Yeah, I, I agree. Tell more stories. Yeah, it's the, it's always like this, and it's like a lot of times it could be just just the smallest stuff, just like a, a two minute video. That's all it takes. It's not it's not that hard. I don't know why it always comes off as impossible for WWE to do, but it's not hard at all. Ah, uh, oh man, that's a really good point. You actually just jogged my memory. I'm trying. Oh man, I can't remember if this from this week or last week. You know, it's one thing I can't stand about like the current product. There's something they did recently that like they they give stuff away too much. Um, oh man, it's gonna come back to me in a minute. Uh, another thing, I'll I'll just to add on top, and I wouldn't be me if I didn't say it. Uh, make make the product make the product better by making these titles that us fans and us longtime viewers care about. Make them matter. Make them matter again. Uh, I've never said this before in the show. Get maybe get rid of some because they're more than half of them don't matter. Uh, I'm you get you know, rid of belts. If it, that's what you got to do to make a few matter. But that's, yeah, that's something that comes to mind. Oh, I have oh, a question. oh, all right. I got it. I got it real quick. Um, this, th- this is something that, that irks me. And again, I know, uh, I should have said this earlier when we talked about Bray Wyatt coming back. Uh, real short, obviously Bray Wyatt. If there's, we don't know if there's two sides of this character or one. If he's just back as the Fiend, obviously he's a heel. Obviously he's a bad guy. The thing I can't stand, Bray Wyatt didn't say in any of these, you know, Firefly Funhouse vignettes that he was coming there to ruin the WWE rosters that he's attacking raw attacking SmackDown didn't do nothing. All he did. And then he shows up Monday. He does the end of days. They replay this segment or not the end of days. I'm sorry. What was sister Abigail? They do. They do his, um, they replay the segment three times throughout the night. And every time, obviously Bray Wyatt is here to terrorize WWE. How do we not know? He's just there to ruin Balor's life. Like, that's the thing I can't stand. Like they gave Bray Wyatt this, this new character. And I, I again, I want to have hope in it, but in my opinion, like they give that character no chance to tell a story because they just forced a story down our throat that why can't Bray do it? Am I overthinking this? Does not anyone agree um, with that? Did anyone else not have I, this run through their head? I think you're overthinking it, but like as fans, I think that, we want we want everything right away, and we, we want to know why right away, and we don't want to just like wait to the next week to hear 
Because like, if you if you if you if you, if let's say he did attack Balor, and he talked right after, there's nothing really to look forward to. So I get your point, but I'm just saying as wrestling fans, we want to know everything right away about what's going on. But also, when you wait a week, that gives you more TV and that stretches stuff out, and it actually builds anticipation. Yeah, I mean, I agree. I just, I guess the way I look at it for the, I, I guess I always, with wrestling, I always try to put myself back into the shoes of a 18-year younger Eric, and I try to think, like, how the wrestler actually told me their thoughts. And it didn't, like, he didn't go out there and make an action, and then the announcers or the commentators or the backstage host tell me what he's doing and what he's thinking. I don't know. Probably I'm overthinking it. I just, I don't think they're executing it well. I think it could be done better. I have a question. Go ahead, Brett. Uh, so, besides knowing what we've seen already, what would you like to see come out of San Diego Comic-Con? Uh, well, actually, my answer was revealed right when we were doing this show. I got my 99 the homage. homage. And um, maybe a Hollywood Hogan. That is true. Yo, you know what's crazy? Did you see the faces? Yeah, they got the they gave homage the hat. Yep. I just sent you the close-up pictures. I don't know if you saw them. Yeah, I, ju- I dude, just saw them. This is this Big is wedding the problem vibes. with the Brett. The fact that all of the heads were like, way too similar mm-hmm. this is how ultimate editions need to be i, I couldn't agree different more heads they have to be like significantly different yeah i'm just real upset that like they gave him the hat but the thing is like he doesn't have the street clothes or maybe maybe i could um take the head and swap it out with an am with the amazon exclusive homage because that that works with the jacket so i think that'll actually look real real good together but I, like this is what, what I really wanted because me and Eric were actually joking about this. I think you were probably I think you were in that that group text too, Prep, about how the first person we're gonna get two sweet hands with is Triple H, but but we're not getting it. But he would be an Ultimate Edition, and he deserves to be a, to have an Ultimate Edition figure because he has different variations of himself. And I just saw the close up to the Balor, and the Balor looks fantastic. Like you might not need another demon; you might get rid of need to get rid of the other ones. Yeah, I, I love the the screaming head scan. I can't. I like it looks so lifelike. I is there an, is there a, a demon with the tongue out? I don't think there is. I don't one. think there, there is. is. Yeah, the, I mean that the first Balor was the best, one of the best figures of all time. Oh my gosh, this screaming face head yeah. scan. Yeah, that looks great. Well, even with the tongue out, it looks. Yeah, great uh, yeah too. I thought the tongue out one is awesome, but I mean that 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 like. Grinning faces is really good. Yeah, yeah. You might not need like unless it's like the um, the the chainsaw one from Dallas. That was good. Um, They're was, supposed to be the uh, Jack Jack the Ripper one coming out. Yes, that that was also a thing. But the Texas Chainsaw one that was that was a, maybe the second best demon we got. But, Eck, what's your choice if you had to pick? Uh, I'm glad you asked. I, I'm just going to uh, spit three off the dome. Obviously, Hogan. 
Uh, I guess to make it easy, I'll leave that in there. Hollywood Hogan, we need it. We got robbed when, you know, his contract got kicked. Um, we just talked about Jack the Ripper, and I think of, like, the, the, the we already had the Chainsaw Balor. So we already have an ECW Terry Funk. There's in the Legend series, like, an NWA style. I would like a Chainsaw Charlie. And I just had one on the tip of my... Um, obviously, I would like to know uh, a new ringside exclusive. The most recent one would be the Brood. Um, man, I just had something on the tip of my tongue. Um, I guess something else I would like. Oh, oh, uh, I, Jeff Jarrett. He went in over a year ago to the Hall of Fame. We need a Jeff Jarrett figure. What Jarrett do you want? Ooh, very good. Uh, I'm going I'm to think the early 90s, um, long hair. I, I want both. I don't think Mattel would put it on a shirt. I would I, – I, Let's get like a, a Razor Ramon versus Jeff Jarrett. That style, that's what I would like. But I would love short hair, don't piss me off shirt. <laughs> I wouldn't even be mad if they just like reminded you of Jax and put don't tick me off on the shirt. <laughs> well, I just I just thought of something I want. I don't know if he has a, I don't know if he has a, a Legends deal, but I want a Hurricane. He works there. Yeah. I know, but I don't know if he has a Legends deal. It's got to be an elite since we already had a basic. Yeah, so like I, I want, I would love to have a hurricane figure. Um, also, China. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh, that's a good choice too. That Damn. is really good. I mean, I think you said the best ones was a Hollywood Hogan, but that's a gimme. Uh, China's fantastic. If I had to choose one, there has to be more classic females that they do as well. Like Sable. they can't just do they can't just do Lita and Trish every time. Um, yeah, it's only about that that lo- that Legends deal. I don't think Victoria has one because we would have got it by now. At she's least, never at, least, at, at least any of these shows. Oh yeah, yeah, she's never there. Um, you know, you know damn well Sable ain't doing that. Brock ain't letting her do that. Yeah, so it's always usually been Trish and Lita for as far as legendary women. All right, as far as my San Diego Comic-Con wants, I just want uh, Power Rangers to finish the uh, flip heads oh, so I could just have them all already. They're not. <laughs> Sorry, Prep. Sorry, uh, it, my guess is from what we got so far, that's everything for day one. We're probably not going to get nothing else. Well, tonight was, just, until, uh, t- tonight was just a preview, so yeah, yeah like that. stuff were coming all week. They didn't even show not one retro. So, you know, for me, at least, like, that's the main event. Well, <laughs> and then also, so from what we got, we got two Ultimate Editions and all basics. Yeah. Uh, the uh, the Elite Asuka, and that's it. Yeah, the WrestleMania, the, the one that's supposed to come out so, of WrestleMania. And I guess the Asuka is going to be what, a Walgreens? I, I don't know. And then, uh, The Page is the next Walgreens. Well, I mean, you know what I mean. Yeah, and after Page, up. I'm guessing. And then one of those, uh, there was a Drake Maverick elite because they, they they showed two Drake Mavericks in the. No, nah, I think that they're both basic. One's probably a variant. Really? Okay. But, but yeah, like um, the whole core series, 100. I like the faces. Like I probably grab the Michaels faces to change it for the ringside um, DX Michaels because I I hate that head scan because it's inaccurate because he didn't have his hair down in that match. It was in a pony, but. Uh, yeah, I'm excited. Like I said, my night's already made. You know, I got my homage, and that's all, that's all I needed. Yeah. Uh, Bessie, I don't know if we got any more questions for the night, but before we um, leave the figure topic, 
just off the top of the dome, uh, you know, one, maybe two. Does anyone have any, like, what, what, are, what comes to your mind when you think of your, this is my question to you guys, two older elites that are on your want list. Not, not necessarily grails that are like $200, not like some, uh, not, you know, if you want to put that in there, go for it. But if we want to talk about like Iron Man ringside, uh, or I'm sorry, the flash ringside, Ray Mysterio, um, I know it's going to be ringside straight edge society punk for, for prep, but what's like attainable older two elites that come to your mind. And I want to keep it specifically on elites. Uh, prep, go ahead. Cause I got to think. All right. So <laughs> I think both of you guys have this, but uh rated R superstar, the edge figure, the, ring the ringside collect- exclusive. I have that. neither of us got, Oh, you, Oh, you got that. Yeah. Cause oh, yeah, remember you Luke got Walker? it loose. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Yep. That. And, um, I also want that Jack's classic superstar, one of 3000 edge too. Like if I had to pick a Jack's one, that'd be one of them. Uh, you have but, the hall of fame one, right? But it's just yours is mock. Yes. Mine's is mock. Uh, and then another one. Whew. Damn. Oh, uh, WrestleMania seven macho man. Oh, real good, real defining, good. Defining a lot of yeah. those defining moments, to be honest. Yeah, that, that was in hand the other day, wasn't it? Me? Yeah. Uh, I don't know if he had. Oh he no, no, no. I'm sorry. No, I'm sorry. I'm, I mean, the legend. I'm, yeah, I'm thinking about WrestleMania. He's thinking WrestleMania eight. Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. But WrestleMania. That's, yeah. Um, man, I um, they're good, but that that like my issue with that, like all things I collect and buy. You get that. You gotta get the WrestleMania Seven Warrior. You got, and that's another defining moment. Yes, those are all real good. Um, shout out real quick. Aaron put me on. He was there first. Uh, their action figures, which just moved from Camden, Delaware, to Dover, Delaware. I just went there this past Friday for my first time, and I had some ideas of stuff I wanted to get. I'll put this Raider right the the first of my two. The flashback early teens, Christian. Uh, Aaron may know the yeah, elite series it was. Do you know what number of the series that uh, is? I think it was sixteen. I'm all, I did I sell you that I, for like ten bucks? Yes, you did. Wow, that's yeah, that that one really good. I really need that. I finally just got the Edge SummerSlam Heritage because it's only like fourteen dollars on Amazon. I, I feel like those two figures will pair really well. Um, and I'm elite in 20. there. there uh, their action figure has had that, but sold it about a week prior. So I really wanted that. There was the, the SummerSlam 2010 Brett Elite. I really liked that. There was a few other things there that I knew I would probably like, and I wanted to check the store out. Um, I literally made a list of like eight older figures, and the first two on it was Legends Bill, uh, Bulldog and Legends Pillman. So that would be three to come to mind. The Christian, Bulldog, the Pillman. And right when I'm about to ring myself out, I see this guy's got the Legends Perfect with a, a, a beat-up box, $20. No brainer. And then I was like, by any chance, you got Bulldog or Pillman? And he had Bulldog right behind there, $20 as well. No brainer. So, um, yeah, Pillman and Christian, I, since I, I have Bulldog, Christian and uh, Pillman, two, two, two that I definitely need. Yeah, for me, it's kind of hard because I actually sought him out a while ago and when Elite Collect, when Jay got out of the game, he sold me like a few of them. He sold me the, the ringside ECW Punk. I was like, I wanted that. Um, um, I had also picked up earlier, la- late late last year, the uh, 
the Legends Eddie Guerrero. That was on my list. The defining moment break with the flag. I, I, I actually played after that one. Yeah, I actually played with it today. I do like it, but I'll still grab the Ultimate Edition. That one's got the hard foundation stuff on the back, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Nice. Yep. I feel uh, like there's a way to change that Ultimate Edition head where you could just like take a nail clipper to one of the hairs. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but I, I didn't want to get it for the for the whole hand iconic pose. But I do like the Defining Moments pose with the floor. I played with it today, and um, I did grab um, the Defining Moments homage without the clothes because I think the clothes look terrible. <laughs> so I, I got it loose without the clothes, which is fine. And I could pose. That's because you collect loose. But mock, I love how that figure looks. Yeah, in the box it looks good. Out the box it looks terrible. Yeah, I'm sorry. The, what's the that? Clothes Define, are too bad. Define Define homage. Yeah. Yep. Yeah, I I got a lot of love for that figure. I I, I know that the clothes don't look ideal on it, but I think that's that's one of the greatest homage figures. I I, I think my, my beef with it is because his clothes is tight and the <laughs> ac- the accessories aren't. But it's a good figure. I the the ring gear looks good. I like the head scan. It, it's very close to that error yeah. elite that you oh, yeah. that you've been wanting. So yeah, I, yeah the head I, scan's fine because that's because when I was posing earlier, that's what I use with um, the the, um, the 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 big eagle belt. That's what I use to pose it with Stephanie. Crazy stat, and I don't know the actual anniversary, actual date, but I would say in this Mattel collecting thing, I'm dancing around a five-year anniversary so i was thinking about it the other day and um it's crazy i've been buying them for that long but over that five-year period a lot of steals a lot of deals and definitely what i got that defining moments homage for is one of my best and i hate that i don't have it loose and i want to bring myself to opening it so bad yeah i gotta i gotta swap one of the boots out because it's a little loose so I, i just gotta do a little quick surgery on it but um one that there's one that I know I want, but I don't know if I'll pay that much for a loose figure again, and that's the uh, ringside Savage, the NWO. Ooh, oh, yes. Yeah, that – I would say realistically, and I've uh, – I know I've seen it, but I never knew if it was actually with that figure or everything, but after you just talked about the DM, Brett, uh, that definitely dances in there because I – I didn't even know. Again, I always thought this was stuff people were doing custom. I didn't know that the Bulldog had the heart foundation on the back of yeah, his Legends that, that, figure. Yeah, that's what I told you because I wanted that, but I didn't. I didn't want it. I didn't want to pay that much because because yeah. of the whole. I, I'm not sure if Anvil has a jacket. I'm not sure, but I believe he only has one Elite. Okay, yeah, to my knowledge. Yeah, because I'm so. not sure. Yeah, because I was like, that would look perfect with. By by a DM Brett for the whole for the new heart foundation, but yeah, that's the yeah. only one I could think of that I Original. actually want. Yeah, that's the one I could. I think I actually want is a ringside savage. Because other than that, I, I I got most of the older stuff that I wanted prior. I, yeah, I gotta add that to my list because if anything, um, I I would say that Macho Man, to me, yes, like I I did. You know, we just discussed WrestleMania Seven, uh, Macho Man. I uh, just got WrestleMania eight macho man. Uh, but I would say the, to me, it's the best figure because I don't have it, but his best macho man is that ringside NWO. And I also need that because I have six, I have the outsiders. I, I have the, what is it? Storm collective. I don't think it's storm yeah, collective. Storm Whoever made the Hogan. Yeah. I have Hogan. So that works. I have giant. I need macho man. I don't have macho man. So that's, uh, yeah, that's on that list. I, I, don't, I can't believe I didn't think that. 
Go to prep. I need two more figures. Uh, Straight Edge Society Punk and the build, the build a figure JR. And then my elite elite punks are done. Oh, man. I thought you were saying you want to build a figure JR. Yes. I know. I know what you mean. <laughs> yeah. I need, I need those two figures. And then I have every elite punk that they have created. And after that, I'm going to move on to every basic. And then I'll get all the jacks. For the listeners at home, and especially the figure collectors, uh, prep with prep not being in attendance, prep was putting me and my bestie on a uh, punk figure game because we saw some elites. <laughs> of, one that we, you know, we probably seen, but due to the price, we didn't look at too closely. And we're like, whoa, I didn't know this one had blue trunks. I didn't know this one, this. I don't know. Like, we didn't even know what we were seeing. Prep definitely had that punk heat over there. How good does All Star Punk look in person? I don't even want to talk about it. It, it was great. That, that that arguably arguably is Punk's best figure. Yeah, I think I think Straight Edge Society for sure. But that Straight Edge Society basic that looks like Buddy Christ is fantastic. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, 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 it's like like yeah. I think it's just that savage for me because I, I I went back and got it now. Like that perfect. Did I really not have? Oh my gosh! Never mind. Uh Bulldog, checkmark, Pillman, Rockers 2-pack, any non-DX modern Sean Elite. I don't want them all, but I don't have any of the modern elites. Bruno, and then it's ringside NWO Macho Man. There's three more after that, but yeah, that's, that is right. one. Oh, okay, and then if I don't have to pick a punk, I'll leave it at this. Dusty Legends, and then I'm good. <laughs> you were pretend a baby. <laughs> is that on the list, too? Yes, it yeah, is. Right. <laughs> I, there, there's one on eBay. Have you guys ever seen this? The, the guy claims it's a variant. I almost think it's fake. Is it the- there's one. It's one of the Legends. Uh, it's the Legends box, but where the Legends circle would be, it says Hall of Fame, and it comes with the uh, Hall of Fame plaque accessory like the Bruno does. Hmm. I don't know. Yeah, I, I wanted to act on it because I've, yeah, I've made a couple offers. I've bid on a couple of those, and I keep losing. I, I offered like seven bucks on one of the um, the the polka dot basics that Prep and I took a big loss on two years. What is that? Is that a year ago or two years ago? That's the missing tire. Which one? The uh, the dusty. I just like the box, like with the Hall of Fame up top. Oh, oh yeah, that one. Mm-hmm. Does that look real to you? Forty bucks on it? Yeah, I do forty. Nah, but I think that's what it says. No, 60. Uh, 60 plus 10 shipping or best offer. Is that, is that the polka dot one? Yeah. Yeah, I'm looking at a different one. Send There's me that. There's more than one, so. Yeah, there's one in there for 40. Box is beat. I can't, I can't keep thinking it's a repack. Yes. I don't know. Maybe a move. All right, so is that everything for tonight, guys? Oh, yeah, Any other sure. listener questions? I, I this? love that's it. Figure talk, by the way. Yeah, no. If pa- luckily, luckily, Patch isn't here for this because he probably... would pull. A, he would pull a prep and fall asleep. Patch, or he would have uh, cut us off. Uh huh. Or he would. Or he would have laughed the whole time. Um, but anyway, <laughs> I hope you everybody enjoyed the show. Patch will be back next week, so please subscribe to us on iTunes, Podbean, Google Play, and Stitcher. Go to head over to whatamaneuver.net for your Matt Madness gear. And for X2 Flyer, Action Bicky, for Josh Prefagina, I'm Aloy Aaron Lloyd, and we will see you next week.